My tweakers will play on so grass and dirt. But turn down the volume on Dick and Bird. Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck Dick and Bird! St. Paul admitting the law and life and hitting rock bottom. Drugs in the ex-wife! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck! Shit! Hello! Welcome to this thing we call Minnesota Foul Play-By-Play. I'm your host, Anthony Barriano. I am joined, as usual, by the brothers Haas, Michael and Bradley. Bradley, how we doing? Excellent. Can't Michael, complain today. How's your bod? It's, it's like every other Sunday. It's in recovery mode. I hit it way <laughs> too hard again. How was Billings? It was fun. I went to, uh, you probably don't know who he is, Jason Isbell. It's like a country Americana singer at uh, a theater in downtown Billings. It was really fun. Cool. Well, we've got a big day, a big pod ahead of us uh, with all the money moves that the Vikings be making. So uh, let's get right down to it. Uh, this is per Tyler Fornes of Twitter. The Minnesota Vikings front office is making a clear statement. We are moving forward in our own vision. The Spielman Zimmer era is over. It's the Kwesi Kevin era. Uh, and that has been evident in the cuts that they've had to make due to uh, salary cap situation. Uh, starting first with uh, cutting Eric Kendricks, uh, resulting in 9.5 million in cap space uh, with just over 1.93 million in dead cap uh, charge this year. Uh, he played 94% of defensive snaps last year, uh, but allowed a 74.1 completion percentage in each of his last two seasons. Uh, he had a career high in targets, 85 last year, also in career high in yards, 583 allowed. Uh, so that's a pretty big hole in our defense. He's only led the team in tackles pretty much every year that he's played. Uh, Brad, how do we fill that hole? He started to regress. That's that's what sucks. I like Kendricks, but he started to regress this year. Um, I do actually – Word around um, <clears throat> the Vikings org organization is what you put in the notes that a Samoa, however you say that, Asamoa, um, they're actually pretty high on this kid. So, I so mean, it's an in-house adjustment. They're just going to maybe let him take over the defense. You roll with him. Um, there is a guy from Cincinnati who's a free agent right now. A not like a top tier name. You know, and that's what you listed, like, top-tier names. Um, yeah. I don't know, know if we can, number one, afford that, first of all. I mean, there's no way we can afford that with our cap thing unless uh, – yeah, I don't know. Uh, this guy's name is Jermaine Pratt. Um, he's pretty decent. 99 tackles, six tackles for a loss last year. So, I mean, these are guys I, I had read about that will actually fit the role – with Flores so yeah. it yeah and I, good oh yeah I read uh that uh well we saw a little bit of Brian Asamoah last year and everything I've read about him is supposedly he will fit great in the new defensive coordinator's scheme and he's they kind of compare him to Lewis Sign 
who we signed last year as well, where they're both fucking quick as hell. They're hard hitters. They can cover the whole fucking field. So I think they're just going to roll with Asamoa. That's my first. I mean, they got to save some money. And well, I mean, if, he's they... got, if he's got sideline to sideline speed, that's what they've been missing. Like Kendricks was faster in his, you know, earlier years with the team, but he's obviously lost a step. Um, and it's just too hard for linebackers to cover <laughs> these damned wide receivers anymore, especially the slot receivers and God tight ends who are some of the best wide receivers in the league now. Yeah, exactly. You, you no, know, we're actually going to, we're going to have to do oh, like God. a Patriots year this year, you know, where we're not getting big names. We're just finding guys that will fit into the system. Well, that yeah. Are, yeah. You know, well, we luckily we might have already found that in the replacement for Adam Thielen, who the Vikings have announced they've released. Uh, he was with the organization for ten years. Um, it's leaving a dead cap hit of over thirteen million dollars unless they do a post June one release to save that thirteen million. And Brad, can you kind of explain why you don't think they will do that? Why they won't do it post? Yeah, post June. I actually 1st. have no idea. I figured they would have. Oh, I thought it was I, if they do it right away or if they announce it as a post-June 1, then nope. the, the cap hit is spread over two seasons it's, rather than one? Nope, they did it so it, we take it all this year. Oh, okay. They're, they're really working. So 2024, our books are going to kind of be opened up, allow for extensions to players we need to build around. Um, Namely, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the one, the one player we need to build around. No, so I think, uh, I think, yeah, it's going to be a, a tough year this year. But sad reality is, is I mean, under the old Spielman Zimmer era, we were going to get to a year like this when you keep playing. Right. Well, this is going to be our year. We're going to win yeah. it. And we keep pushing contracts down the road. Sooner or later, you're going to have to bite the bullet. And this is the year we got to do it. I wish Spielman nothing but the best, though. Um, there's been rumors he's linked to like Kansas City and whatnot. I don't oh, think God. he's going to get any money, but oh man, like, oh, he'll go to the New England and become a star all over again. I think he wants to go somewhere and win. Maybe well, Buffalo. Kansas he only City. had seventy catches for seven hundred sixteen yards and six touchdowns last year, and KJ Osborne had sixty for six fifty and five. So. I think KJ steps into that. That's the one position I'm not worried about is wide receiver. Well, no, and there's there's a ton of guys, wide receivers. Alan Lazard's going to be out there. I mean, just mm. you name it. There's guys that we can fill in. I mean, it'd be awesome to have a, a big-named guy, which Thielen was a big-named guy. But, I mean, would you guys even consider him a top-20 wide receiver? No. Top twenty five. You know what I mean? No, he's not the top. Like he wouldn't be the top wide receiver on any of the thirty two teams. I don't think. Um, no, we won't have any goddamn. It doesn't sound like we're returning any cornerbacks though, which is problematic. We just waived Cameron Dantzler, which saves two point seven million dollars. But guess Patrick where he's Sears, going? Where? Rumor has it he's going to San Francisco. I bet you he turns into a stud. Well, that's a great defense already. I mean, and then to add a guy that's just gonna doesn't cost you anything, who has all the talent in the world, if you can just put his shit together. I mean, fuck. 
Well, I mean, well, who are, who the hell is going to play corner for us? Patrick Peterson's well, a free agent. Uh, we already think, uh, lost Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins, so that trade ain't happening. Patrick Peterson will resign with us, I think. I hope so. I think, but that, that still gives you, us just one. <laughs> did you guys see the the thing that they did over the combine where they um did a uh, God? What do you call it when you're not quizzing somebody but you're doing a you ask a random one, a poll. They pulled oh, NFL pulled players. Them? Okay. And the Vikings have the best facility. They treat the yeah, players the that. best. Like, maybe that's Patrick Peterson. And, and Washington's got the worst, which is, I mean, we did we really need a yeah. poll to figure this out? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, on the, on the Peterson front, I kind of wanted to throw this out to you because I had read something. I mean, he's getting older, and we still got questions whether or not Harrison Smith is going to be on this team right this time next week um I've read they might maybe move him into a safety role which I think he'd be fucking great at yeah Yeah, I think so too no I he's a ball hawk so yeah I think he fits that role pretty well um wouldn't be the hitter but yeah what I mean you could transfer the reins he could captain the defense with Kendrick's gone so I mean didn't they they do that with him didn't they do that with like Arenas Williams and like a lot of those cornerbacks that, you know, they got to their mid thirties, but they still had a knack for the ball. Yeah. They just couldn't play one-on-one. Well, I it mean, makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. You're there to help instead of like provide man coverage, you know, a lot of the time. And, you know, he likes to be around the ball, the line of scrimmage too. So you can bring him on blitzes. He's a good tackler. Um, and he's a good leader um, and tends to be, you know, corners don't tend to run the, the defenses on teams. So, yeah, I could see him taking over the green dot for uh, Eric Kendricks next year if we end up signing him. But, it, again, it's going to be at more than what we paid him last year. He was a bargain last year. So I don't know if it will. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Well, who knows about uh, Zadarius Smith? He wants out now. Uh, he's requested uh, his release, and that is we can't. That's the thing. Like with him, we can't just freaking release him. No, like, yeah, honestly, we got him for two more years. We we need to get something. I don't care if it's a seventh round freaking pick. You you got it. We don't have any draft picks as it is right now, so we need to get something. Well, the thing that, thing that it, irritates me with that one is unless we want to go into a full rebuild which it doesn't look like we want to like i want to see him play under brian flores right me too guidance where it's like we're gonna be blitzing a lot more and we i'm sorry we don't have the depth (laughs) to replace him on our team and with him and hunter that god they would make blind brian flores like we need him for blind brian flores's defense and I understand why he wants to be released. I mean, he wants one last big payday, but it's like. I don't think he's going to get it, though. No, I don't think so either. He did sell his house already, but that doesn't mean he couldn't buy another bigger, nicer house in the Minneapolis area. Actually, they oh, he could just he could move in with you, Tony. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> my 722. He would dwarf my 722 square feet. My God. He'd probably fucking make the floor collapse. He's so big. Uh, well, there is something that we could do to both, uh, well, not lower the cap, the cap of ton, but this Dalvin Cook trade looks like it's going to happen. We don't know what it's for. Does anybody have any information on what potentially we can expect back? 
just give me a second. Go ahead, Mike, and talk. I'm oh, I got the only uh, I mean, there's more than one team have proposed offers now, but it's all just rumor mill shit like nothing. They're not saying the teams, I mean, everybody's guessing. I mean, I've read that the Dolphins would love him. Um, but I mean, everybody, everybody guessing at what we'd get would be like in the fifth round pick is what they're guessing. If we're lucky, like a fourth round pick. Jesus, Um, that's not great. Well, it's tough because it's a top five contract for running backs at the position. It's really expensive and people don't like paying running backs a lot of money. Well, what, what team is going to want to trade for somebody when they know the team's likely going to have to cut him anyway? Like yeah. Broncos, <laughs> the Broncos. Why the Broncos? They're already all in. I yeah, mean, they they, they wasted the money. everything. Um, they have money. They could throw maybe a third or maybe a couple day three picks, and then also they could drop some cap room by swapping Cortland Sutton with us, which helps us get a wide receiver. Kind of interesting on that one. Oh, I would take Sutton in a heartbeat. I mean, it's... That's a bit overwhelming, boys. I mean, we've already got a plethora of options uh, to catch the ball. (laughs) I wouldn't say a plethora. We've got one of the best receiving tight ends in the NFC. We've got the best wide receiver in the world. And K.J. Osborne's really good for a number two um, you know if i could rewind us back to why i love the twin strategy so much this year trying to become injury proof what happens if fucking jefferson or hawkinson goes down with an injury and misses time then what do we do who do we throw the ball to well, <laughs> then you then you trade Kirk cousins and call it call it game game set match and rebuild i suppose that's yeah, that's not on your list today. I would like to discuss yeah, your guys' thoughts we'll get, on what we do with cousins too. We'll get we'll get to that. The bottom line is though, is if you're the Minnesota Vikings, you're talking right now with Alexander Madison. Yeah. You're getting contract shit worked out. And once you can trade Cook, when at this point, nothing against Dalvin Cook. We have an equal if not better, because he's younger, running back. You get rid of him. You get what you can get. Free up some money. I don't think we're going to be giving Madison that type of money. No. Because he hasn't proven himself. So, I mean, God, you got to get rid of him. And to tell you the truth, even if Madison doesn't want to sign with us, we got that Chandler. I mean, running backs to me are a dime a dozen nowadays. Like, I think the league seems to think that too yeah i think madison would want to re-sign he just wants to be he wants to be the bell cow well yeah he wants to be he expects to be paid like a, a starting running back in the league that's not a dalvin cook type running back in the league although i think he actually had a better yard per carry average than uh dalvin did last year and i think he's a better receiver out of the backfield than dalvin is uh but yeah, he just wants to be paid as if he's the starting running back on a football team, and I think he's going to get that money elsewhere. So we might as well give it to him because if we can move Dalvin Cook and use whatever we save in moving him to sign his replacement, that works for me. Yeah, but when you say starting running back, he's not. I'm guessing 
this oh, contract, yeah. the second contract would probably be like a three-year deal where he's making anywhere from three to five million a year. Yeah, that's so it's reasonable. not. It's we're not talking Zeke money or no, Cook no, money, no, no, thing no. like that. But it's like the bottom tier of starting running backs in the league. The the twenty through thirty. No, no, it would be interesting to see how he could handle that workload. I think he totally could. Oh um, yeah. I disagree a little bit with Brad. I don't think he's as good as Cook. I just don't think our offense, we don't need Dalvin Cook is we the don't. reality. Yeah. Our offense doesn't run through the running back anymore. Like, no. <laughs> so Brad poses a question. Uh, this team is losing a lot of big names, but our defense was garbage last year. And does losing Thielen and hopefully Cook hurt our offense at all? Um I don't think it's the case for either of them, frankly. Like, sure, we might be a, a marginally worse. Maybe we lose. Instead of winning 10 one-score games, we only win seven next year. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I think this offense can overcome losses like that. Uh, it's just a They've shame. actually they've done models already. Oh, yeah? Like, the computer ones based off of who you've got. You know, they run them 10,000 like times. Like graphs projections? Yep. Yeah, they got us at eight wins next year. Damn, I think like that's not 8. good. 8.4, something like that, which it still puts us in line to win the division. I mean, that's crazy. But no, yeah, well, at the beginning of last year, we we're projected to win what nine, nine wins or something like that. So, yeah, like, sounds about right. So, Fuck. before we move on any farther, when you were talking about the cornerback situation, too, there's a couple other free agents that I think the Vikings can go after for relatively cheap, too. All right. Um, Jonathan Jones from the New England Patriots. That's the one I like. 29 years old, not going to cost us a ton of money. Um, he'll fit good into the system. And the other one's James Bradbury from Philadelphia. I think that both of those guys we could possibly get for little to nothing. Hmm. When you have to figure with releasing Dantzler, they have to have their eye on somebody. Oh, yeah. And I can understand. I don't know. I can and understand Dantzler's young and cheap, but and he's got – he had flashes of fucking greatness, but it's well. You've got those rookies returning too, who are yep, both part that's... of the secondary. Andrew Booth, it'll be nice to see him healthy. Yeah, and seen. But and, so, and don't tell me like this whole tampering bullshit. Oh. I'll guarantee you this shit is going on all the time. I bet you the Vikings have talked to eight different guys that they've got their mind on. That yeah, I'd like to play for you. I mean, well and. I assume we're going to bring back Duke Shelley. I mean, he surprised the hell out he of me. He was actually <laughs> got better every game. It seemed like he played last year, as far as I was concerned. Towards the end of the year, he was playing actually pretty good. I, yeah. I, I was surprised. And now, you know, if he's that's the thing is like, are we elevating him in the in the depth chart? That that I don't feel great about. <laughs> <laughs> you have to look, if you look at our sheet right now we've got well now we're talking play. about patrick peterson playing safety so we still don't have any cornerbacks like patrick peterson playing safety don't help us at all <laughs> but i mean uh, it just you, means harrison you, smith is expendable if you if you think about it though you know if we do trade zadarius smith if we do trade dalvin cook heaven forbid and hopefully we have enough time to talk about the cousin situation we extend him again. Let's, cause, let's up, talk about it right now. Free, you brought it up. some so. money. I mean, yeah, we've got the players in line to do it right now. The man doesn't miss games. A, like, that's the most the, – the greatest ability is uh, 
availability and he is that in spades like the man just does not miss games and even though he's getting on up in age he's still a gamer man like he and he's still got that arm he was a top 10 quarterback last year literally is every year every year he's the top third of the league quarterback and i think he's paid at the number 13 quarterback so i mean if you think about it technically we're kind of getting a bargain (laughs) (laughs) who in the world who in minnesota sports is calling the kirk cousins contract a bargain i don't know but this show at all for a top we are, 10 quarterback we are his, court, yeah, but his contract is fully fucking guaranteed every yeah, year like if you would you rather it doesn't matter because he plays every game why would, would you, you rather guarantee have, it would you rather have russell wilson and pay him 40 million dollars a year absolutely no, not i would maybe rather have geno smith well that's <laughs> done and done seattle's resigned geno at no that, to me that's that's his market is geno smith that's what he's Gino had better numbers than Cousins last year if you actually look at it in paper. So prove it. We extend him at Geno Smith's contract then. I'm I would say love that. Of money, yeah. Give him give him a three-year deal like Gino got, and I would be fine. You could no, do you know him. what we no we trade him for a seventh round pick to the Carolina Panthers because they're Panthers drafting have a quarterback. The first pick in the draft, didn't they not just oh yeah, the, the Bears. Pick? Yeah, so you're gonna run away with this division like in two to three so, years. Maybe you, next year. I mean, we're not gonna be any good. The Packers are gonna lose Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Like Detroit is gonna this. win it probably next year. You trade cousins to the Panthers, that gives them a year, whichever quarterback they take at number one, to let him get through his woes, and they've got Kirk Cousins. Granted. Kirk Cousins has a no trade clause, so right. this I'm He's just probably not going to want to go to Carolina. This is fantasy bullshit going on right here. We trade his ass, and I don't care if we just shit if they give us a dollar, whatever. We put everything at Lamar Jackson, make him the highest paid quarterback. You and can then you don't need a running back that... either. You can still trade Dalvin Cook. Yes, no, you don't even you need could, Madison. <laughs> you could push all of his contract back to the late lap later of his five years, and we just do the whole damn thing again in five years. Do it again, <laughs> and we can win right now. My all right. my dream scenario for Cousins would be to trade him to the fucking Niners, like a straight trade for Trey Lance. Really, and then we've got our QB of the future to try to build around. I don't know if I like Trey Lance. There's nothing about that guy that I've seen that makes me feel confident that he can play quarterback at that NFL level at all. So, and he played for NDSU. Yeah, I mean, that's a great offense. Like that's offensive line play and playing against people you got no business playing against. Frankly, like no. But how are we ever going to get the quarterback of the future though? We got no draft picks. It yeah. would significantly hurt this team if we had to trade up to try to get a quarterback, like in the first You're round. Still gambling on it. That's what I'm saying, man. If you can somehow dump you Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy with the last pick in the draft, like San Francisco, that's just pure luck. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, Brock. Brock Purdy would be fucking garbage for the purple and gold. Because he'd be running for his life, or no, I'm even more no. quickly than he was in San Francisco. The 49ers' offense doesn't need a quarterback. You it can really put doesn't. anybody in there to be the quarterback. Neither does Baltimore. <laughs> That's what I think we all want is the guy that, you know, 
just you can plug in and uh, not have to worry about things. Although you lose Lamar Jackson and you've got no shot, right? Baltimore season was absolutely destroyed uh, every time that guy gets hurt. So I mean, is Baltimore stupid enough just to trade Kirk Cousins for Lamar Jackson? I don't know. No. I mean, if they're not willing to pay him money right now, I mean, they're like. No, I I don't know. Realize what they've got as soon as all the offers come in and they'll match it. That's just how it's going. There's actually rumors that no team is actually going to put in an offer for him. I find that hard to believe. I, I do too. I just. All right. Well, there was some sad news in the the Vikings franchise uh, this week as Bud Grant passed away at 95. Uh, he was uh, I known him only as a mem- or a a, a, star, a a guest a host on the uh, Levitard Show podcast during his annual garage sale every year, uh, which was always <laughs> hilarious. Um, Brad has here that he is the greatest head coach in the history of the Vikings franchise, which is true from 67 to 83 he went to four super bowls combining a record of 158 96 and five uh but i found this even more interesting this is from tyler fornis again on twitter he is the only person in history to be drafted and play in both the nba and nfl and won both an nba and nfl championship along with four gray cups with the blue bombers wow i didn't know that right so yeah bud grant pretty awesome dude Pretty good athlete, pretty great coach, pretty great man. Dude, when you've got when you've got uh, cable television and you get the local Minnesota and North Dakota channels, he would have this his television show where you'd be out at his little place. Have you seen those? No, I haven't. The guy is. I've just, heard of it like, though. He, dude, he would be fun. He would have been so fun to hang out with. You know, he right on a lake and shit like like. And then they'd make some food. Like he seemed like a just a great dude. Like I, do you guys? Players of this generation seem to love him too. So yeah. Do you guys remember that uh, when the dome fucking collapsed? Sure. We had to play at uh, fucking what? What's US the goal Bank for stadium? stadium? It was T- US Bank TCF stadium. stadium. TCF Bank. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, TCF Stadium, and they had that fucking playoff game against. That's was... not because of the dome collapsing, though. By the way, that's when we were building US Bank Stadium. Well, we I wouldn't build that. If, I mean, we don't build U.S. Bank Stadium unless the dome collapses. So. Fucking semantics. <laughs> over there. We we had to but build no, U.S. Bank that. Stadium. We had to. That's the only way we were going to get Kirk Cousins. <laughs> well, let me finish my fucking story. You guys remember that fucking playoff game? I think it was against the Seahawks. Oh, I think the it, building that Kirk Cousins built. Uh, Twenty fifteen, where's fucking below zero? And fucking, I think Bridgewater would have been our quarterback at that time. Sure. But it's the coin flip. Fucking Bud Grant comes out. It's below zero. I just saw that on Twitter today. Like, yeah. in the 80s at the time. <laughs> Probably closer to 90, yeah. Well, 2015, that would have been 10 years ago. 85. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a stud. Yeah. Just and you can see the players just like, this guy's fucking crazy. Uh, Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good shit right there. Uh, so Bud Grant, you will be missed. I'm sure he'll be celebrated throughout the Viking season and, uh, hopefully we'll be there for one of those games. That'd I bet cool. you, I bet you he would have came closer to making that field goal than fucking Blair Walsh did. <laughs> uh, he, I couldn't imagine how pissed he would just, he was watching his television on that one. All right. Well, let's... he should, he should get a statue. Shouldn't he outside of us bank stadium or oh, something? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's plenty of space for one. Yeah. Might as well. I mean, 
honestly, like when you think of icons in Minnesota Viking sports, like he's number one. He Absolutely. has to be number one. Yeah. No, that's the truth. Uh, so, Bud Grant, definitely deserving of a statue. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, and he'll definitely be in short sleeves. It should yes, be of him definitely. at 85 going yes. through the coin flip in zero degree weather and fucking short sleeves. <laughs> okay, well, it's not all. Yeah, it's been pretty bad news so far on this podcast. Uh, a lot, a lot of names being lost for the Vikings. Uh, well, the Wild just lost the big name, Kirill uh, Kaprizov, with a lower body injury, out three to four weeks. Uh, it's going to span anywhere from nine to eleven games. Luckily, the Wild have been freaking awesome lately. Uh, they've got a point in each of their last 12 games. Uh, they've had a dozen games where they've gotten at least a point streak going. And uh, they haven't lost in their last eight, right? Uh, it's their last nine. Yeah. So they've ten. got... Actually, ten. Because I just saw the statistic last night on last night's game that over this ten-game span, they were the second or third team to not lose a game or to gain X amount of points with well, only scoring 20 goals or something like yeah, that. That's like, the amazing thing is like they, like, <laughs> they score about as much as the white caps do, which we'll get to in a second. So they've got 16 games remaining in the season. That includes tonight's game. Um, and they've got a six point lead on Winnipeg for the final playoff spot in the West. Best case scenario, we can expect the thrill back by March 29th at Colorado. That would give him eight games to get ready for the playoffs. We are still a playoff team, I think, even with him out of the lineup. Uh, as indicated by this team's performance yesterday, albeit against, you know, a San Jose Sharks team that's got nothing to play for. But uh, Bill Garrett's well, guys big... coming up big. I mean, Marcus Johansson, a goal and an assist on Saturday, and John Klingberg with two helpers on Saturday. These, oh, these Kling... new acquisitions are coming up huge. Klingberg in the defensive end is unbelievable. Yeah, like he is, and that's the thing they they got to beat the teams. Like tonight, they better beat Arizona. Like you right. got to win. You have to win these games. It's I a mean, back to back, but still, you've got to have it. And they've looked really sluggish in back to backs. Uh, so I don't expect them to come out firing. But usually, they that makes for them being really good at the start of the second period. They are masters tonight. at scoring that first goal in the second period too. Like in the first two minutes, they're just insane. <laughs> Um, there's Arizona gave the fucking uh avalanche though fucking troubles the other day. Their goalie played out of his ass, but well, nobody's I mean, everybody's can have a 10 minute warning, can have one of those nights where they're just great. Um, I can't imagine that playing in Mullet Arena is a you know, very much of an, a home ice advantage though, with only a no. few thousand people in it. Uh, that will be the host of the Isabel Cup final, by the way, uh, for the Premier Hockey Federation. Uh, but from what I've seen from this team, they <clears throat> they have the formula to win without Kirill Kaprizov. They play defense. They don't allow goals. Um, the offense last night was pretty unprecedented, given, like we said, they've been 26th, running 26th in goals scored per game. Um, put up yeah, five. yeah, but they're like top 10 in the NHL and actual points, uh, amassed. So they can, they can do it. They've only got 16 games to do it. They, uh, only really need to say, say we lose them for all 11 games. I still think, you know, even if you only pull out 
say you pull out six or seven points over that span, you, that's just your uh, distance that you've got over uh, Winnipeg for that final final spot. And I think that's all you need to do. If they can play 500, if they can get a point every day, that would be fantastic. But they've got a pretty st- uh, stiff schedule coming up um after this arizona game so like you say yeah this one's big because it starts getting tougher they've got boston at home that one i can't imagine going well for us because (laughs) fantastic uh we're gonna need somebody to score goals in that game because it doesn't matter how good philip gustafson is in net uh they're gonna get a couple in so the thing is though with losing losing him for towards the end of the season, you know, if we can get him back for the playoffs, he doesn't make our team. I I think this this team is a, an actual team. It's it's a unit that plays very well together. Yeah. Um it'd well, be nice for him, for him to score just a tish more, but on the same point, I mean, he's not he's not like a Connor, Mc, you know, McDavid scoring 8,000 goals, you know, 178 points whatever it is. Yeah, he is our best player, but I don't – it hurts, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, I really don't. I, yeah, I don't see it being our, our undoing. It's just that against the top teams in the league, those are the It'd be nice to have your best player. Yeah, those are the the games, especially that we've won in overtime and in shootouts. Uh, now, he hasn't been fantastic in the shootouts, but uh, he has been really good in overtime. Uh, so, I can't see us winning the majority of our overtime but I mean, an overtime loss is all we really want at this point, right? Just got an overtime loss on the road or an overtime loss to Boston at home. You take that every time, even with Kirill on the ice, I think. Uh, so, yeah, they're just going to they're gonna get some production out of the trades that Bill Guerin made. It's already, we've already seen it with Kirill and without now. Um, so, it's, those trades are looking even better than they did before the thrill went down. Oh, exactly. Um, so yeah, the depth is, it's going to come in really handy. You're going to see uh, Sammy Walker back up, Sam Steele. Uh, all those guys are going to be filling big roles. And these are guys that we talked about at the beginning of the season. We're really impressed with and super young. Um, so they're the future of the wild and they'll get a chance to prove it uh, over the next nine to 11 games. So we look forward to that. Uh, moving on to a little more hockey, women's hockey in the Premier Hockey Federation. The Whitecaps managed to make the playoffs despite not winning a game since I went to go see them play. That was eight games first. ago, guys. <laughs> <laughs> eight games ago, I went to uh, the first uh, Whitecaps game I've seen at uh, Richfield Ice Arena, and they haven't won since. And they have not scored a lot of goals over that time either. Uh, they've scored just nine goals in the last eight games. Uh, good news. They did get their t- uh, primary goaltender back, uh, Amanda Levier, who looked great in losses to Connecticut. Uh, she had like 36 saves before I left on yesterday. We went to the game la- yesterday too. And, uh, yeah, we had like, I think we had 16 shots on goal when we left with three minutes left in the uh, game. It was, it was a Good old flash fashion uh, butt whooping is what they got from Connecticut, the third seed in the uh, Premier Hockey Federation. Uh, so we ended up the four seed. That point we got in overtime against Boston didn't matter at all. We finished, I think, six or seven points behind Connecticut. 
so they'll play Boston in Boston on ESPN Plus Thursday, March 6th uh, at 6 p.m. Uh, with a follow-up on Saturday, March 18th at 5 p.m. 16th. 16th, yes. Unless they're going back to the future to get some of those points. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, that was a typo. March 16th, the day before St. Patty's Day at 6 p.m. And then the day after St. Patty's Day, Saturday, March 18th at 5 p.m. And we do, we, we do want to send out our sincerest apologies for this. You know, we I'm start talking so about sorry. these guys and they just, just, they hit the wall. You know, yeah, other things yeah. we talk about and like, oh, we fire our defensive coordinator. We do this stuff. It's like, these guys are listening to us. Hey, gals, maybe stop listening to us now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that we're talking about them. Somebody's got to talk about them. They're, you know, they did not look like uh, a playoff team uh, in their last eight games. And so I really hope they they find whatever it is. They just, God, they just need to find a way to score on the power play. They gave up a shorty on Saturday. Uh, they hardly had any shots on gold on the power play. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they're putting their goaltender in a real tough spot. Um, but they've been hanging. You know, they're in games, so it doesn't mean they can't steal one in Boston. Uh, th- that would be a win. If you could just take one and force a game, game three, that would be Sunday on March 19th uh, at 5 p.m. Again, all games on ESPN+. Plus. Hey, you got to make it in to win it all, man. I mean, well, yeah, they did. They did their work early in the season. Uh, they certainly didn't do much towards the end of the season, but that was my fault. So uh, I'm wondering if I should watch the game. Like I'm, <laughs> I watched the, I watched the game today. I must be an official fan now because I watched the game without any stakes whatsoever. Uh, I did watch them today until they got behind multiple goals. Um, they did manage to at least not get shut out today. So maybe they've got some momentum from scoring late in that game. All right, three minute warning, Michael. How are the spring Twinkies doing? Yeah, we saw it. they we we beat the uh, World Baseball Classic favorites from the Dominican Republic two one. That's that's a pretty big win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the pitching has not been great the last couple of days. Uh, let's see, we had. Well, we kind of realized that Aaron Sanchez wasn't going to be the guy for us. I think he gave up like seven runs today. Not, not a great, not a great outing for that guy. But he's going to spend the rest of his days at uh, in St. Paul, I think. And no, Brooks, the, Brooks Lee's only hitting two twenty two all of a sudden. I thought he was two forty. He's got the most at bats for the team. That's good to see. At least he's getting out there. No, that. Uh, well, it's kind of tied to the Twins. It, I call it the twin game. Uh, Venezuela's taking on Puerto Rico right as we're doing this broadcast. What channel? Yeah, what channel? FS1, it should be on. All right. It's uh, Venezuela's working them. But at the beginning of the game, I call it the twins game because we get it's Pablo Lopez um, going against Jose Barrios, and Barrios just got fucking. <laughs> oh, yeah. But then. I mean, you get to see Giovanni Moran. And then if you actually look at the lineups, I mean, you got Eddie Rosario, Luis oh, wow. Rice. Jesus. Just twin fest. The who's I mean, who of former... twins franchise history. Yeah, playing for both and teams. Future. Uh, yeah. And uh, one other World Baseball Classic tidbit, which I don't think this has happened. Uh, in Pool A, I mean, Cuba came out underperforming performing the first two games. 
but all five teams, it was a fucking it, everybody tied. It was two to two out of every fucking. <laughs> that's, that was our record for Pool A. So huh. Cuba and Italy will advance. Japan, Italia. Holy, holy fuck, boy, Shohei. Yes. What? What about Japan? Tony's boy Shohei putting on a show over there. Is he? Where the? Oh yeah. God damn it. Where are the fucking standings? They're uh, runs scored versus runs they gave up. So this is going to be accurate because I lost the page and we're almost out of time. I think they put up in their four games like 35 or 36 runs. They only gave up eight runs. Oh, my God. Like They're just running through the competition right now, Japan is. Well, they've got great pitching over there. Okay, well, that's our show. I'd like to thank the Brothers Haas for joining me. Uh, I'm your host, Anthony Variano. You can catch us at Minnesota Foul Play-by-Play on YouTube, at Minnesota Foul Play-by-Play on TikTok, and at gogonzojournal.substack.com. And wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, we're there too. Uh, Brad's trying to get his cold clap going. Let's do it, baby! This is for no, you, and there's, Brad. Uh, if, if there's those America lovers out there, I think Team USA plays the last game tonight. I think they take on Mexico. 8 p.m. All right, thank you for watching. Go Whitecaps! Roll Caps! I'm sorry I cursed.